Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome once again to Snowbound Ready Check Radio's Blizzard Podcast. It's Tuesday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm still Mike Byrne. That hasn't changed, so I guess we're going to do a show. And it looks like we are the reason for change. We are the reason. When you post a 40-second video on your YouTube channel about indie declaring that not everybody hates dicks well apparently that leads to change on the blizzard front change we can believe in so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about Sloot interviewing morgan day lead developer and then some overwatch anniversary stuff diablo news hearthstone news we got it all we're going to get to it joining me as always mr dom greco aka zista what's up sir how's it going how you doing today Oh boy! So you got the achievement: no dicks in your salad. You never had a dick in <laughs> yep. your salad, and never. it's a dick-free salad. I, yep. That is, that is absolutely. I mean, one hundred percent correct. And we got a timeout, mm-hmm. Indie Garona, real quick out of our chat. <laughs> so that takes care of that. Everybody's points have been redeemed. Congratulations on your salad, Zista. How you doing this week? Thank you. Thank you. Doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Well, I mean, don't talk, don't, don't like talk quieter now. I turned you, you know, yeah, the volumes were checked I, I, I can, pre-show. It can get closer. Yes. Yeah. You can get as close as you want. As close as you get want. Get really close. Really close. Let's ASMR this stuff. Yeah. Also on the get line, <laughs> Angela Mercurio, AKA Indy Garona. What's up, Indy? Hello. What, what is that lip gloss you got on? Oh, am I allowed to say? Of course. That would be Gamer Glam Cosmetics. Oh. Knuckles down. Look at that. It's amazing. You are loving it's it. Freaking amazing. Try it. You won't regret it. Like we had to stop the show so that you could run out and do a quick refresh. Yes. It's like horde red. It's perfect. But now you're all refreshed and we're ready to go. Did you say yes. whore red? Horde. Oh, like, horde. Horde. <laughs> I was like, seriously? Did she just say, like, look at it. It's like whore red. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be that too. But I mean, no, it certainly horde. could be. It certainly could. Like, it just wasn't like expecting for the horde. That. For the horde. For the horde. So horde like red alliance horde. blue. That type of thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, let's start off with uh, some World of Warcraft news because, gang, we did it. If you watched last week's show on, well, that's Mike forgetting to make an overlay. <laughs> You did it. You I so did it. Naked. Can we get you a round so of applause, please? I did it. Applause. Yeah. There's the uh, applause. I was so focused on starting on time today, because normally we're like two to five minutes late, and that's fine in most cases. But yes. forgot to make an overlay that tells you all this is episode number twenty-six. So, and advertises readycheckradio.com. Like it wasn't doing anything important. It was, it was like not doing anything. It's just the website. No, you could totally do without it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you're watching on uh, YouTube or, or listening on Spotify, obviously head on over to readycheckradio.com. That's R-A-I-D-E-O. Uh, and of course, come check it out live sometime. This show's Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern every week, in addition to two other podcasts that we have running and tons of volunteer streamers. Anyway, if you watched or listened to last week's show, you know that some of us 
didn't like the idea of $35 for a character cloning service for the Burning Crusade classic. Which, by the way, pre-patch went live today. A little more on that later. Um, Indy, you were kind of okay with this, actually. You kind of white-knighted uh, a little bit uh, Blizzard and said, you know, well, you, you charge what you got to charge, boo. You know, you do you, boo. Um... So, yes, but here's the thing. Like, I'm not totally, I think maybe people might have gotten the idea that I'm just like, yes, I'm just like championing this, this thing of monetizing everything. And like, no, that's not where I'm coming from. Where I was coming from was more of the, the entitled player point of view. Like the players that feel that they should just be given all of these conveniences for free. I absolutely don't. I would be happy if there were no conveniences. Like, no boosts, no way to buy gold, no way to move a guild from server to server. But there are these things. So, yes, they should cost something. Yeah, and I don't think I mean? any of us, even Zista and myself, didn't say, like, hey, this should be free. Like, we disagreed with anybody yeah. online saying that this should mm -hmm. be free. Yeah. From a software development well, hold, hold standpoint, on, with that being my degree, like, I could not understand why this would be a fee or a high fee at that, given that the way they're doing this automatically duplicates the characters. It's just a checkbox. Yeah. So like I, I would have been okay if it were free, but if you want to make a couple of bucks off of it, I was surprised by the 35 more than there being a price. Well, that has changed. <laughs> you don't say. I say, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> Zista, down from $35 to $15 for character cloning with kind of, uh, you know, I mean, it's not really an apology, but it's yeah. more, uh, you know, hey, providing a character with a second, uh, you know, providing you with a second copy of a character is different for us. This is new. Our original concept of the value of the service was based on how we price other options and serve op optional items and services. We want players to choose who choose classic era realms. It feels though their choice comes with the possibility that they'll be able to build relationships and guilds with other players they can count on. However, the last week or two, we've gotten a very large amount of feedback from the community. We've decided to lower the price. A lower price will still likely accomplish our goals with the new service while allowing many more players to explore the option of playing characters on both Classic and BC Classic Realms, dropping to 15 USD. Are you able to stomach this choice a little more now, Zista? I mean, I'm not going to be using it at all because I never played Classic to begin with, but I think for the people that have been playing quite a bit, and have multiple characters over there that this is a lot more reasonable for them to consider using. Uh, so I'm good with it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that some of my friends that play on the classic servers are, are able to do this uh, and not, not feel, you know, like they're going to break their wallets doing it, you know, moving two or three characters. Yeah, Indy, this one for me kind of comes in under the... Well, okay, $15 feels less bad, and I kind of expected it to be at 10 or 15 I would have been an advocate for 5 or even lower just seeing how they were doing this. I understand you want to make a couple of bucks. Okay, fine, I get it. Everything else is it's an optional decision to begin with, right? Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about the change? Does it satisfy that part of the player base that was like, $35, this is ridiculous, 
Does it does this bring it more in line with okay, let's calm the seas now? I think that there's still I I read the comment threads and there's a, a a certain percentage of players who are still upset. This is still not good enough. They feel it should be free. How am I going to transfer a server full of alts? Like people want to have their 10 or however many characters here and have them there. Well, that's great, but it's still a convenience. You know what I mean? Like, even though, as you pointed out, this is something that needs to take place to do the, to actually make the, the, uh, the burning crusade classic server. But I still think it's a convenience for players. I still think that there should be a fee. And I do think that $15 is a lot more palatable than 35. So Long story short, you're never going to please everybody. You're never going to make everyone happy, but this is kind of probably the happiest medium they could do. And I've got to believe that Blizz is just playing the numbers here, Zista, right? The the number of people yeah. that are going to want to clone multiple characters is a, relatively speaking, tiny number, uh, right? The, most people, first off, are playing one or two characters, right? And that's generally true for retail, not just classic, but... You're only playing a couple of characters. Yeah, there are the altaholics that have 30 and 40 across multiple servers, but most people are playing a couple of characters. And if you went back to play Classic, you probably know whether you want to move to Burning Crusade or if you want to stay in Classic, both of which are totally free options either way anyway. So no fee there. When you start talking about somebody that wants the characters on both, and has multiple characters, I think you're getting to a relatively tiny audience that, yeah, uh, unless you made it free across the board, as Indy said, you aren't making that group happy anyway. So nice compromise, question mark? Yeah, I mean, you can't have it for free. Like, that's, that's free is just absurd. It's ridiculous. Um, it's a service. You know, whether or not they've already gone through the process and done this for you uh it, it's a it's a service it's convenience uh, like it, it's basically it's cloning the character if this was a ptr you know they already do this for ptr they clone the character it's free but but they want you to test stuff this is like an active service for right. for a live game they want you to play classic all over again like they're trying to relive that classic experience. So not to mention that whether um, you buy the argument or not, there is the the argument that comes from the RMT side of things that if we're giving these away for free, we're basically giving away second accounts to RMT yeah. uh, farmers and things like that on these servers. How big those numbers are and how big of an impact, I don't know. Don't have the the insider knowledge on that one. But speaking of all of this, those decisions start today, my friends. Today, we are two weeks away from Burning Crusade Classic launching. The pre-patch is today. So you can start making these calls today. You can start leveling today. And Indy, your uh, Belf and your Draenei, Draenei are available today. They have my also, Belf. Your Belf, yeah, I know. Uh, they have also, interestingly, and this I think was a really good call on Blizzard's part, very, very good call. They have removed the cap on the amount of dungeons that you can run within a given time frame. Now, this cap was originally uh, put on there so that they could help control RMT uh, and get an idea of accounts that might be doing things um, and give them a chance to react, a reaction window. But... 
given that we have two weeks to launch, people want to level some characters if they haven't played Classic at all. Zist, that they have taken this cap off, they will revisit down the road whether or not this cap should come back, and if it does, what the amount of dungeon runs will be. Super intelligent move. I've seen nothing but thank you, thank you, thank you on the forums for this one. Super good call in my book. Does this apply to live as well? Because there was always like a 10 dungeon cap per hour on live. This is um, on classic, my friend. On yeah. classic. Because this, it, it back in, you know, the, it used to be five an hour. And I remember back in, in Vanilla trying to farm Scarlet Monastery for Grave Moss for, to, to clear Naxxramas. <laughs> and you would hit that cap really quickly. Um, Indy just had a flashback, but, yeah. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she immediately just started laughing when he said that. <laughs> uh, I picked so. the flowers back then. Oh, oh. I mean, I think everybody that was in a high-end raid group had to. Yeah. Onion Knight in chat says apparently they're doing cross realm for the vanilla classic era servers. I doubt most classic players who want no changes will be happy with that. Yeah, that. Yeah. No. No. That's even more of a reason to just let your character move on and progress to the BC yep. classic. I, it's one of those things, though. It's like, I uh, don't like that they're doing that, but damn, if I, I just understand why they're doing it, though. I like, yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> you kind of have to. I get it. Uh, speaking of things that Blizzard may be doing in the worlds of Warcraft, Sloot interviewed uh, lead developer Morgan Day this past week. And if you didn't get a chance to watch the interview, highly recommend that you go watch it, particularly if you're into the raiding scene, if you're into the Mythic Plus scene, if you're into the raid gearing scene, that oh, you know that that type of endgame stuff. It's a fantastic interview. Uh, I'm going to tell you that most of the time I was caught up watching Sloot's reactions to things. As, uh, as Morgan answers the questions, because <laughs> Morgan is just a still shot, right? Like when we did the right. uh, Ian interview last week, uh, Ian Hazacostas was a still shot too. They're not, it's not a video interview. But the, the interviewer <laughs> is typically on camera and some of Sloot's reactions to answers are priceless and only work because presumably Nathan, uh, Morgan, sorry, can't see what what Sloot is doing. So there are moments where Sloot just absolutely kind of heads down, face palms, and is is upset about things. Now, I don't want to go through the entire interview because to be fair, and this isn't Sloot's fault at all, this is how much Blizzard is willing to give out's fault uh, at this time, about 9.1. There is a lot of overlap here with Mm -hmm. Ian's interview a couple of weeks ago that we reviewed an awful lot of overlap. Torghast comes up and the whole binary decision with Torghast and the, you, you know, love you either, yeah, I love it. You, you either, you know, win or you lost and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it starts off with like that whole, yes, Indy, we're going to improve Torghast. We're moving away from the original pass fail, all that stuff Ian said. Uh, they did point out, uh, Morgan did point out that Max Health Torment is cut internally for 9.1. Which, yay, yay, that needed to go away. Uh, and that Soul Ash is going to be increasing in availability. Approximately 50% more Soul Ash in each run in 9.1. They're looking at earning or giving us abilities to earn Soul Ash for repeated runs. And 
That's in addition to what we talked about a week or so ago, uh, the ability to transfer soul ash between characters. So never has it yeah. ever been more easier to build a legendary indie or those multiple legendaries for your alts. Hopefully this is just going to continue to get easier and easier. This was like on the sub, the whole subject of alt catch up uh, with renown and soul ash for legendaries and everything. I like these changes. Still doesn't make me want to run Torghast, but I like mm. these changes. But even with the repeat runs, it's like if I've already run Torghast this week and then Mike needs it and is like, hey, does anybody want to help? I can still benefit from it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. totally something I would ask. <laughs> yeah, every day. Every day I'm tweeting out, I need somebody to run Torghast, please. I mean, I, honestly, I'm, I'm, for me, it doesn't affect anything because I have two priests, one alliance, one horde, and they both have their Legos. So, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm waiting for the tweets. I, I have Mike like belled and everything you know on twitter i'm waiting for him you're gonna be waiting a long time brother <laughs> i got all the legendaries i want <laughs> aka the one and watch them totally <laughs> screw this legendary for me with the raid set in 9-1 i know that's gonna happen son of a i didn't even think of that yes like to, it is it is such a no-brainer decision spot. for me as a tanking druid but they're gonna screw it up with the nine one that I'm gonna be like, well, shit. Now I want legs. Oh, uh, that's not cool. That's you, a you better start building the the backup set right now. Yeah, it's called Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, oh lord, <laughs> <laughs> wrong you podcast. Wanna, you just want to be the Reaper. Wrong podcast. That was a great fan fest weekend. Uh, we'll talk more about that Thursday on seven p.m. on the Relic <laughs> Grind, right here on Ready Check Thanks, Radio. Boy. <laughs> can't get the overlays done but we plug like champs um moving on uh we were talking about raids so let's continue with that uh how do you guys feel about raid buffs we have never talked about those on this show with the, the shadowlands ones the specific class raid buffs uh and, and other games do this kind of thing so it, you know wow isn't alone in it other games do it a little differently where, like, example, Final Fantasy XIV makes those buffs based on the type of classes that are brought, whether they're melee DPS, range DPS, healer, or tank, versus the actual individual classes like WoW does. Have you guys have a, had a problem with these? Do you, do you not like them? Do you like them? Where, where do you sit I on these, Indy? I miss the days when uh, certain priests had Divine Prayer, prayer of Spirit and, and, you know, like just having those class and spec specific buffs i miss you have fortitude but really is that really worth anything anymore like ask your tanks well i miss having pally blessings and i miss having two priest buffs and you know ever since the game got watered down in that regard we don't see too much of it. I miss having to fight warlocks with the improved imp with my fort. Like I miss that whole thing. Yeah, but it starts to get into this weird situation right now, Zista. And Sir Onion Knight is letting us know in chat that Burning Crusade realm maintenance just got extended till 10 yes. p.m. Pacific. Yeah. So, oof. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, they took scrolls away, right? So, like, we can't even compensate for things that don't exist anymore via scrolls and I feel like it doesn't feel great bringing particular classes just because 
they're going to give the raid some type of buff, even though they're, you know, maybe their DPS is lacking or maybe they're not geared enough to be uh, an adequate healer or a tank. Like those ty type of decisions suck. Now, Morgan was talking about this from the perspective of that does feel good though. Like your class adds something to the raid and it's unique and you feel special and they don't want all of them to feel the same or anything like that. And while I can certainly appreciate and understand that, there is the, I don't really want to bring a mage because we, you know, we don't need int, yeah. right? In, in our primary raid composition for, well, whatever, like for this specific that, though, fight or this raid or whatever the content piece is. I feel like part of that though is due to 10 man raiding, right? Is, you know, you, you lose out on, on certain buffs with 10 man because, you know, if you're playing with friends, not every single one of you, the, the people you're playing with are going to be playing separate classes. You know, and, and you have to have a certain makeup. Most people don't rate as 10, though. They rate, I think, a minimum of, like, 12 to get optimized damage and healing and stuff like that. But still, like, even then, when you're dealing with groups that small, to try to rely on having one of every single class in there, that it's not happening. It's not. I wonder why they haven't looked into it switching it to class type, uh, like, like you see other games do, where, you know, range DPS... It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, a hunter playing a range spec or if it's a, you know, a mage. That's a range DPS. It brings X buff with it. I wonder why they haven't looked at that, considering the, the abilities with the flex raid to go from 10 to, to, you know, however many people you decide to bring. Is that it's like cry? the one spell I miss the most is thorns. Because you would cry. Why would you cry? It's just more giving every... Like, the one peeve I have with world of warcraft and how going from classic to now is that how they feel they need to maintain this perfect balance between all the classes everybody needs to have an oh shit button everybody needs a self heal everybody needs this everybody needs that like if you give everybody that's ranged a buff to buff their raid with it's just gonna like that will feel less special i don't like it I like having players having to make those decisions. Do I want to play this class in spec and sacrifice losing maybe this, but play something I really love? And maybe I don't get this ability that every other player has. Do you remember back when, like... Uh-oh, she's about to kick us off of her lawn. <laughs> like every man for himself. Things like that. You used to get, you used to get really great racial bonuses depending on what you picked and like now it's just all trivial i just don't i don't i don't like i think that going as far as to give all range to the same raid wide buff would be just too much for me and i would probably just go back to vanilla wow hmm. that's a bold no, I statement wouldn't go that far i wouldn't go that far i wouldn't like it let's just say that this is indies <laughs> TED Talk brought to you line. by if you give a mouse a cookie. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. If you haven't read that story as a child, then uh, you really, really need to. It's exactly, I want to read it. It's exactly what India was talking about. If you give a mouse a cookie, then he's going to want this, and he's going to want this, and he's going to want this. And the I mean, mice, they, they kind of have the some like bleed over, right? We have, we have mages, you know, that can bloodlust or time warp you know now you know we have we have hunters that can do it with certain pets there there is some bleed overs for some raid wide buffs but um, prime example there yeah but but there's not not enough like 
you know, mages used to have like amplify and dampen magic, you know, things like that. And and Detect. yeah, I think there's some bleed over where you could do certain things with maybe having two classes have each of the abilities um, in some way, you know, shape or form. But to give just like blanket wide everybody of that role, I think is not a good solution. Well, either. Morgan agrees with you because his uh, ending statement on this was, you know, everyone doing the same thing or the same buff. That's boring. Uh, mm -hmm. Where people that need to milk the extra 1% though are looking at it going, I don't want to bring this class with us because we need the DPS out of this class instead, but we're going to take the buff and all you got to do is punch a monster once and you're useful to our raid. <laughs> so but that's where the decision comes. Like, I like I like having to make decisions like that. What are you willing to and sacrifice that's to get that buff? I agree with you at our level of gameplay, which is generally the high end of the heroic stuff uh, when we're talking about raiding, right? None of the three of us are hardcore progression mythic raiders where I can, I can absolutely see where that decision doesn't become as fun as it does at our level, and it becomes more of a hindrance at, at, at their level. Um, when that last... 0.0% or 0.8% matters exponentially more than it matters to, to us fighting a heroic Denathrius. Um, the largest part of the interview that I thought was probably the most interesting was actually about weapon tokens. Uh, because, yeah, I'm going to... Morgan did a fine job with this interview. You know, it was fine. It was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't subpar. It was just fine uh, as far like, as how... Like you said, it was all about his reactions. The, yeah, the, the watch Slute's reactions, particularly yeah. on this topic and on the class raid buffs that we just talked about. Uh, because Slute asks, you know, why are we moving away from weapon tokens? You know, why, why, are, we, why are we doing that? They seem to work just fine in Nathria. Why are we moving away? Um... And and Morgan kind of starts talking that, you know, primarily lore reasons. Which didn't, that went over like a lead balloon. That went over like a lead balloon because the idea was not only are the tokens going away, but that you will have to get the weapon drops themselves from the bosses in the raid but that's a little concerning because looking at the weapon drop tables from across the entire raid, the last two bosses obviously have the higher eye level, but not all specs are represented and have a weapon drop from those two high-end bosses. So yes, you might get your, you know, whatever, 213 uh, in, using current eye levels, right? You might get your 213 from a heroic boss two in Nathria, and then Denathrius, instead of dropping the weapon token, would drop the weapon, and your particular class spec's weapon is not represented on that loot table. So you're just kind of asked out for the tier as far as a 220 heroic weapon goes. So the, the questions kind of went back and forth on why do this? Like, was anybody that unhappy with the way the weapon tokens, besides maybe their drop rates, the weapon token system working in, in Nathria, that why would we why would we do this this way with weapons in in 9.1 and it's easy to kind of see the disconnect there right wait and 
the reply, I don't know how to take it, Indy, because the reply was, well, that you want to be excited about killing the last boss, and there's other things there. You know, maybe you'll get that trinket and stuff. But that kind of failed for me to take into account that, yeah, everybody has a chance at that damn trinket. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm talking about, Indy, you have a chance at the 220 weapon off Heroic D, and I don't because <laughs> my spec isn't represented on that loot table. Sure, we can both get the trinket, like, it was just weird, the moving away from these tokens into the weapon drops. And he kept talking about it being a lot to do with some lore reasons. Like, well, if this boss is holding a big-ass cool axe, we would want that axe to drop from him and not have to put it on the last boss simply because that's the way our loot works. Mm -hmm. uh, no, we're running heroic. That's why I use the numbers 213 and 220 because they're the heroic numbers, Anya Knight. <laughs> I wouldn't say mythic and then use those numbers because then you'd be commenting I'm using the wrong damn numbers. <laughs> anyway, Indy, how do you feel about it? It's a, it's, I don't understand why they're moving away from it. Was anybody... Uh, I didn't see anybody complaining that hard about this besides they either. weren't dropping often enough. The drop rate. I mean, the only thing I can ever remember was us talking about the drop rate. And um, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me either. Now, like, it, you know, are gonna make fun of me if i think back to classic rating and yes there like there were bosses that dropped certain things for certain people highly coveted things and they weren't necessarily the end bosses and yeah that was kind of cool but this isn't really a problem like i i think there's a lot of other things that would be considered problems that could be worked on and i don't i don't understand this either Zista, uh, he also threw out there that not everybody beats the last boss. Mm. Which I thought was another argument that really yeah. didn't hold a lot of water if you looked at it longer than 15 seconds. Yeah, I, but it always that kind of bugged me though. It's like you get the weapon off the last boss to make things easier. You want the weapon to defeat the last boss, you know? So, like, I do agree that maybe some of the weapons should be on there earlier because it kind of does feel bad going through like the entire raid tier and not having a weapon upgrade until you kill the last boss. At that point, it's like, so I have to run Mythic Plus to get a weapon that is equivalent to what I would get off of the last boss in eye level even though the last boss is like maybe the proc or something on it is better than than what i'm getting out of mythic plus and, but and let's not it, it let's just, not be coy bad. by the way blizzard has done this for years yeah you know this is nothing new mm -hmm. uh yeah. they've done this for years and typically they've balanced around it to a certain degree right knowing that guardian druids don't have a 220 weapon to get their weapon is going to cap at 213 They'll buff and yeah. nerf across the, the the classes boards to kind of you know assuage that and 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 make it well, a little less impacting. It's like I remember back in vanilla, you had uh, uh, the I don't remember the name of it, but it was the the like the pill bug that burrowed in in AQ forty. Um, he was like halfway through the thing. He dropped the, the AQ ripper. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I don't remember his name. Um, uh, Oro. Oru? No, that was the worm, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. you're the like worm. The, I'm talking about the pill bug. Like there was a three of them or something. Pill. It was it was right after the 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 um. I'm ashamed. The I should AQ know this. guardian. Yeah, it was right after the AQ guardian fight. Um, but no, it was like the it was the middle of the the fight, and it dropped the AQ ripper. Like that was the best uh melee sword, one handed sword 
in the entire raid tier. And then, you know, you had in Naxxramas, you had uh, Iblis, and you had different swords like that that, like, led up. Like, yeah, there was a better one, the one everybody wanted off of, uh, you know, the uh, Kalthazad fight, the one that uh, the sort of unquestionable truth from South Park was based off of. Mm -hmm. um, you know? So... There, yeah. yeah, there's been there's been stuff off the last boss, but there was stuff along the way too, and that's that's kind of what I'm missing out on is the stuff that's along the way. The, yeah, the best moment in this line of questioning, by the way, is when Sloot asks, "Well, I mean, have you ever thought about you know having the weapons drop from all the bosses, all the various bosses in a raid, and then having the last two bosses just be able to drop the weapons at a higher item level?" And Morgan goes, huh, that's a, that's a thought. Um, have we, have we ever done that? And Sloot goes, I mean, you basically did in Nathria, right? It's just tokens, not weapons. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and Morgan just kind of goes, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Ish. I'm like, no, he's, Sloot's dead right. He's dead right. It's just it's tokens instead of weapons. Another mm -hmm. great moment that I am sure Josh Allen <laughs> immediately like was looking at monitors, talking in ears when it happened during this line of <laughs> questioning was when they were talking about weapons dropping from final bosses. Uh, <laughs> Morgan says, <laughs> he says, you know, when you kill Sylvanas in 9-1, in you'll take her bow off of her corpse. Um. Uh, her corpse in quotes quote quote corpse quote corpse <laughs> like, like better not be a corpse there was just I mean instant technically panic. she's already dead so <laughs> she is a corpse walking around so you can still take it off her corpse without her being defeated like not, I, don't yes. not I just feel like anymore. this is fixing a problem that doesn't exist that doesn't yeah. that didn't exist yeah no no I it I just ah, we. This last boss doesn't carry an axe. It doesn't make sense for him to carry an axe. It doesn't make sense for him to carry twenty-five different things in all of his pockets. Can we skip that, please? Can we skip yeah. that? There is a certain suspension of disbelief. Not everybody yeah. walks around with a loot table, Indy. If we were going that route, then how would we have geared up forty-man raids? You know, back in my day, it would have never happened. Everyone walks around with a loot table. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like a mountain climber just like falls off the side of the mountain and everybody runs over and it's like, oh, this guy's got a pickaxe. This guy's got a sword. Right. While we're He's on the topic, why does a like, boss what? drop a mount ever? Like, was that in their pocket? I mean, come on. Let's yeah. Stop. It's stop. true. Stop. <laughs> Such like... a ridiculous problem to fix. <laughs> No mini raids planned for Shadowlands. I don't think any of us are surprised. At least I wasn't. Are either of you on that one? No. They're not closing no. the door on it, though, which is good. I like mini raids. I do. I miss them. I, I'm yeah. looking I, forward I mean, to the Mega Dungeon. You, yeah, technically the Mega Dungeon is what I consider a mini raid. You know, it's just it's like Jumbo Shrimp. That's however you want to look at it. <laughs> it. Well, they're talking more like the two, three big boss fight type no, mini raid stuff, right? But... So, I think that's a. I, I miss mini raids because it's not like you have to spend a couple of nights clearing right. that content. For somebody who doesn't have all the time in the world to raid, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to clear something with your group if you only have one night. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I like the the aesthetic change too. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, go fight two bosses over here, go fight a third one, you know, on, on somewhere else, and the last two in another raid. Like, but that's a lot for the art department, and especially with with them dealing with a whole pandemic and, and adjusting to that. Probably not something extra they want to throw on their plates right now. Yeah, I couldn't help but listen to this question being answered. And they said, you know, none plan for Shadowlands, but we're leaving the door open for the future. We're not taking that off the table. We do like that when it makes sense in certain circumstances or when we need some stuff for this or this or this. And I was kind of like, or like when you have a long content drought, maybe? Like, <laughs> can't help but poke the bear on that one. On that one, but yeah, I love mini raids. So I'm I'm glad that they're. I also love Mega Dungeons. Return to Karazhan. Oh, ran it for the first time, and I was just like, squee! Oh shit, I'm supposed to tank. Um, yeah, I loved Return to Karazhan. Yeah. Uh, last thing on this, and kudos to Sloot for asking this question. And uh, you know what? I don't watch a lot of Sloot's interviews, um, and this one was a little chaotic to watch at times. Uh, and I don't think it was due to. I think it was more due to what Sloot was trying to cover in the very limited amount of time he had to cover. And so like some questions got pretty compounded with like two and three questions in them. And then that allowed the answers to get a little off target. So like, it wasn't Sloot's fault or, or Morgan's fault. It was a, probably more a, a time constraint. But the last question asked and was asked in a brilliant and polite fashion was, Basically, you know what? People are kind of getting sick of you not taking feedback until the dot three, dot fours at the ends of patches to make changes to things like the conduit energy and, and those types of systems that are just absolutely abysmal. People have hated them since beta, but you let them ride all the way through the expansion. And that kind of is making people think you just don't care about that feedback. You're purposely putting this stuff in here what, what do you have to say? Now, he worded it a million times more polite than I just worded it to give you the idea in a much faster fashion. Um, you know, is this being done intentionally for engagement metrics and then fixed at the end? Because that is, Indy, like it or not, a large percentage of the perception on why things like conduit energy continue to burn through time more than anything. I want to believe that they want to make the best game possible. And so it's just, that's when it makes sense to make these changes. And there really wasn't an answer there besides, you know, we try to make these changes when it makes sense to make those changes. And you know, he kind of danced around it a little bit, but uh, kudos for Sloot for asking it. That's a good question. I never like would have thought of it being used intentionally for engagement purposes. And if that was the case, that's really crappy. I don't even want to believe that. Like, I'm just going to live in my little fantasy land. It's hard not to, like, you get caught in this weird, like, if you're a developer or designer or whatever, you probably are just like, I want to make the best game possible because that's going to keep people coming back. But then you get the people above them, right? The Activisions mm -hmm. and the leadership in Activision Blizzard that is like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how we do things anymore, sweetie. It's uh, <laughs> just that's not how we do it anymore. Like you can see I mean, both of those happening at the same time. Part of it too is you have to wonder like how long that they like to develop something like that to to make changes or develop a whole new system 
from when it is announced in beta and it's not like a light switch you can't just turn it on and off and like the whole system goes away like they they, they build the game around having certain systems in place so if it's like this isn't working we don't like this and it's like well we don't really have time to fix it would you rather us delay the expansion even longer to fix and implement a new system that maybe you guys like or do we push it out and change it as we go that's kind of how i look at it is it's already too far at this point to retract the whole thing or rehaul and revamp the entire thing that it's just kind of push it out let people deal with it and we'll work on fixing it live you know that's that's how i see it anyway um i don't think it's an intentional engagement metric it's absolutely a wonderful interview i highly recommend i'll put i'm gonna put it in the links below uh both on ready check radio and on youtube so you can check it out uh definitely worth a watch but let's slide over and talk about some other world of warcraft stuff did you guys uh happen to see the uh overwatch skins as they were being released this week for the anniversary you mean some other blizzard stuff not some warcraft stuff yeah that's what i (laughs) one of the two whatever (laughs) one of the two i mean i played a good deal of overwatch today um i completed the week one challenge um i haven't opened my loot boxes yet so i figured figured i could do that while we're discussing overwatch oh well, we could definitely do that. Let's take a look at some models first, though. So here's the Funky Baptiste skin. This looks badass. I <laughs> oh, love yeah. it. I <laughs> love it. Now, so here's this, the other speculation that this has kind of added. The anniversary, by the way, did start today. So like uh, Zista said, we'll take a look at, at what you got in a minute. But mm-hmm. uh, this does kind of lead to a little speculation, though. Little speculation that maybe we'll get a shaft crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a bunch of YouTube videos where it's they're just yelling shafts lines, and you know which ones. I'm not gonna say them on the show, here, but you know which ones. I think this looks incredible. This absolutely looks awesome. Look at that like very '70s collared t- uh, collared shirt under there. That is, is that, tremendous. Is that a lava lamp? I think it is. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, it we'll looks see like it. a lava we'll lamp. We'll see it this time around. Come on. Come on. The first time. Yeah, it uh, is. It's it's a lava lamp shape. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. In the pack that's there. Great. That is so great. So great. We got uh, some other ones shown off yesterday, too, before the uh, anniversary event kicked off today. Queuing up uh, Venus Moira. Mm-hmm. This is just like 100% Batman Poison Ivy, right? I mean, oh yeah, it does 100%. look tremendous though. It's gorgeous. Shame I don't play her. Well, <laughs> why don't you play Moira? I'm a mercy main. Oh, I did not know that about you. Yeah, Moira is my second go-to healer. Uh, Anna is my my first. I really should try. I mean, like I should I should be able to play all the support classes. I'm just like I'm stuck on what I. I'm used to. <laughs> Jason in chat says Guild Wars 2 crossover on this one. And I could absolutely see that. This is very, very Guild Wars 2. Plant people. I will say Indy does play a pretty mean Brigida. <laughs> oh, well, who taught me? <laughs> <laughs> I learned guide, from the best. My guide is coming soon. Yes. Who, who else do we got here? Next up. It must take a long time for you to write that guide because it's so complex. Black Cat Sombra. I think this is the best one of the. Oh, I love that one. The it's colors. so good. The color yeah, so scheme is awesome. We got Poison Ivy and Catwoman. Yeah, we really do. It's like they—they they were like, uh, "Who do we want this time? Uh, how about Shaft and the Batman females?" 
<laughs> That's how the boardroom meeting went. And somebody was like, well, yep. damn, I think we got it. I think we got it. Let's wrap lunch. Let's wrap. <laughs> this looks gorgeous, though. Uh, I'm hoping I get this out of the, the loot boxes. So what well, all have you see. done so far with the anniversary event? Like, it just uh, started today, so you've only had a little bit of time yeah. to do it. So I finished week one entirely. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the boxes while I talk about it. Um, we got uh, I got four, and then the the base one that they come with. Um, but yeah, so I completed all of week one, which they've changed this year. They changed very slightly. Look at this dance mode. I love this thing. Um, they they changed it slightly where it used to be you have to get nine wins total to get everything, and now they've right. changed it to like play 27 games total. But every win counts as two, so I, I feel like that. Oh, is Oh, cool! A so much I could still get this stuff, better. even though I wouldn't. I couldn't win. Exactly. Right. Ooh, right. We got one legendary. We got the Doom Fist one. That's a, that's the a big Doom fist. fist. Gladiator skin. That's a big fist. Yep. It is. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna equip it. What are you laughing at? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> you take a little sip of that beverage. I'll just be over here in my corner. Some sprays, nothing good there. Uh, no, no, two victory poses. Well, I mean, you got the Doomfist Gladiator skin. That's not terrible. Yeah, we we got one more. We got one more. We got the uh, the golden legendary anniversary box. Comes with at least one legendary. <gasps> oh, oh, we got the that. Moira one. Look at that. We got the Moira wow. one. Wow. Look at that. You yeah, grabbed the Moira Venus that. one. Yep. And you didn't get your Brigitte. favorite. You didn't get your favorite. new dance as well. Look at that. Nice grab. Nice grab. Advanced yeah. hero. What else we got yeah. going on for the, the anniversary, though? That's the Junkrat skin as well. Candy Junkrat. Oh, oh that looks awesome. He oh looks straight God. out of, like, Milton Bradley's Candyland. I think it's Milton uh, Bradley. Yeah, you know, I would if, uh, play Junkrat if I could get that. A Satan Candyland version. Yeah, yeah, that would. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that seems about right. The week three challenge is uh, eight ball. Uh, wrecking ball. Yeah, I wish I wish the ball was completely uh, black, not the wooden aesthetic to it, like yeah. uh, like an actual eight ball. You know, it should have looked um, like an eight ball. You got the bird of paradise. Uh, Echo. And then I've already earned the cybermedic Ana, which I really, really like. That's the game. week one reward, right? Oh, that's this is cool. the week one reward, yeah. And then week two is Bird of Paradise Echo. Correct. And week three is eight the the eight ball wrecking ball. Yep. And then the other dance is uh Ash's counter. What do you one. have to do to Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. What do you have to do to unlock those each week? Uh, so if you go here, uh, you have six days from right now as, yeah. as of this, this thing. Uh, it says for the, the first reward, which is the player icon, uh, play nine games. The middle one, which is the spray, is 18, and the skin itself is 27. Win or uh, lose? Play winner, yeah, win or lose in quick play, arcade, or competitive play. Wins count as two games. Nice. So Guess instead of just tonight. nine wins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed Overwatch. I actually started playing with a, a group of people that I used to play with, and um, it's it is fun. You just you get your sweaty people that you that even in like quick play, non competitive people will still rage at you if you kind of suck. And mm -hmm. for me, 
it's my first time with a lot of these heroes. So I will suck. And uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm terrible bad. I haven't played in a while. I should it's fun, though. In. I should jump back. In. Uh, so the, the arcade game right now, Mike, uh, I believe for the rest of the day, is uh, Lucio Ball. Is that like oh, Rocket that League? That's, that's that's the Rocket League of of it. Um, they change every day. I like I, I like how he knew exactly where yet. to go to try to get me to jump in. He was like, yeah. <laughs> I heard you like a little mm -hmm. Rocket League. That one's mm -hmm. so much fun. Yeah, so every day they'll change it. They cycle through basically every event. So we'll end up with Lucio Ball. We'll end up with Maze, Winter, Snowball Offense. Uh, we'll have the... the uh, the Chinese New Year's capture the flag. They'll go through all the the story ones. So we'll have retribution and and uh, storm rising and uh, I forget the, the name of the third one. We'll have that. They'll go through. They'll basically hit every single one and then it loops back around. So if you miss like Lucio Ball t today, because I think it resets at like eight p.m. or something like that. Um, if if you miss Lucio Ball today, it'll be back in like six or seven days. So. <sighs> God damn it. I might join you tonight, Indy. Um, Is Lucio Ball going to be gone tonight, though? It might be. Uh, I don't know for sure. I don't know what their reset schedule I'll is. They haven't posted things. it yet, to it's my knowledge. Fine. Why don't you it's know? Fine. They haven't posted their schedule. Hey, remember, speaking of schedule, gang, the live stream reveal, two-hour PvP reveal of Overwatch 2 is now in two days on the 20th. So mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll do a, a recap of a lot of that information expect a lot of overwatch 2 on the show probably next week because we'll yes. have the uh the two-hour pvp reveal in two days and then in six days so right before the show there'll be the reddit uh ask me anything as well so a lot of snowbound next week will probably be overwatch 2 the rest of yeah. snowbound will be conducted underwater so they do have the schedule, uh, which is up on their website, but they don't say what, Twitch, what time uh, it rolls Hold on, over. Twitch viewers, sorry if your audio is getting janked a little bit. That means Streamlabs and Twitch are not playing nice, uh, but we're going to continue on for the sake of the recording since we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, their website has a schedule. May 18th is uh, Lucio Ball. 19th is Halloween Terror. Uh, 20th is a, uh, another version of Halloween Terror. Winter Wonderland, the 21st. Uh, the capture the flag uh the 22nd the 23rd is the entire archives event all the story modes uh the 24th is the archives events with the challenge missions and then at the 25th it loops back around to summer games and then you keep going like that till the end of the uh the event very cool oh twitch fixed itself yeah well you know twitch is a bitch sometimes um I, hey let me ask you this real quick before we wrap it up with a couple of things here I saw Game Rant wrote an article this past week where they said that they were, or, or the opinion piece was making uh, the argument that some characters need to leave Overwatch uh, in as we head into Overwatch 2. And they particularly wrote up Bastion being a <laughs> primary example of a character that just needs to go away for the sake <laughs> of the game's health. Like, how, how do you guys... <laughs> Is this the obvious thing I'm going to go to you since you play more yeah. than, than us? What do you think here? Uh, Bastion is definitely an annoying character, um, but the, it, it comes down to you need to know the counters, right? If you don't know what counters what characters, it's like, yeah, if there's a Bastion, you kind of have to switch your whole team around and, and to compete with it. You want like an Ana to be able to, to sleep it when the shield goes down. 
maybe a junk rat to go jump on top of it and suicide and get the the bombs to drop to kill the bastion uh the ana also to anti-heal you know to to do that um there's there's ways around it um but bastion is a character that you kind of have to switch the entire team's comp around to stop um so yeah i could see bastion being a little bit of a problem um because every time every time bastion's in the game uh and gets play of the game everybody goes okay well he just sat there in turret form and left click the whole time you know so there's right. every, everybody makes fun of it there's no skill involved to play bastion so so you are not advocating that bastion be removed then I don't think he should be removed. Maybe worked, reworked a little. Like maybe reduce the rate of fire slightly, uh, but nothing insane. Um, I think he's definitely, definitely beatable. It's just you got to be competent enough to recognize when you need to switch and do it fast enough. That's all. Indy on the Diablo front, we might have a little Diablo four news for you. It was kind of slow on that front until. Why uh, am I getting Diablo four news? That's just. Yes. <laughs> No, this, this is me and you. This is me and you. Okay. Screw Zista. Diablo 4 might yes. be getting prepped for a little bit of testing on consoles. Where do we get this? Uh, well, I mean, we're not going to see it this year and maybe not even in 2022, but Blizzard uh, did, or Activision did put a little something on the PlayStation Store. Little ID, we love dogs, was added to the network database. And a lot of people thought maybe it's Call of Duty related, a remaster or something coming up. But, but, Justin X Rubin on Twitter did some sleuthing on this file and found in the list of distribution assets the Diablo 4 logo. So definitely something Diablo related uploaded to the PlayStation Network Store. Testing, I don't know. We'll see. Could be far off, but might be prepping for a little console test. Maybe. I'm not, like, honestly, my interest in Diablo is just in, like, going back to play it, the the remaster, so I can get the lore. Like, the story is all I'm really interested in. The, the gameplay mechanics aren't really my style, but like I said, for the story, I would probably go back and play it. Diablo 4, not super excited about it either way. Um, uh, I know we have one person on our panel who checks often to see if it's uh, come out yet. You in that beta yet, Zista? The Diablo Immortal? <laughs> Did he uninstall it? <laughs> <laughs> No. No. Oh. Hey, Hearthstone is uh, nerfing a lot of Quillbore stuff. I don't really think we need to talk about that. If you didn't see that one coming, then you weren't trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> they're still, they're still really strong <laughs> after the nerf. Stupid strong. Um, but but I will say so. Like when in because I I've still been playing a lot of Battlegrounds. So what I will say is like before the nerf, I would force Quillbores and. There, I'd get Quillbores every time. I'd still like I'd finish at least in second place every single game. Now I'm not forcing Quillbores anymore. Uh, when I see them, I still kind of grab them and build around them if it's still early enough. But other 
builds still stand a chance. And usually I'm playing some kind of menagerie build that involves quillbores, because uh, the that one quillbore that uh, you put blood gems into and buffs the other class types or minion types around uh, the board, that one is still really strong, and I find it stronger than the Light Fang hero that is made for menagerie builds itself. Um, quillbores might still be just a little too strong. Just slightly. Finishing up the news, we've got another departure from World of Warcraft uh, from Blizzard. Headed over to Lightforge Games that's working on, you know, redefining the RPG experience. Glenn Rain, former art director at Blizzard behind World of Warcraft and Diablo Immortal, now leaving as well. Headed over to join a lot of ex-Blizzard vets over at Light Forge Games as they revolutionize RPGs. We'll keep an eye on it, but Indy, when it rains, it pours. It's just another departure after another departure after another high-profile departure. Yeah, this is not a good sign. Like, it's never a good sign. And uh, oh, it's disheartening because, you, you know, you put Blizzard, or I put Blizzard up on this pedestal, but you have to realize now that they're not just Blizzard anymore. I have to let go of that you know they're that a corporation whole. now yeah and that doesn't honestly that that probably doesn't sit well for people like lead artists and concept designers and all like anybody who wants to have some sort of control over what they're putting out there because right now you know like like you said earlier mike it's like as much as Blizzard would like to still uphold the standards they used to have, they've got Activision saying, oh, sweetheart, no, that's not how we're doing this. So. Yeah, uh, Realm Podcast in chat throwing uh, what we're going to mention here. Dreamhaven, uh, which oh. we talked previously on the show, uh, Mike Morheim's company, yeah, is part of the team that actually gave you know $5 million in backing uh, to... Lightforge Games, so heavily invested, not just in Lightforge Games being a ton of World of Warcraft and Blizzard devs, but also now Dreamhaven becoming partners and backing them with Mike Morhaime and his wife behind Dreamhaven. So it's really hard not to just go, are they rebuilding Blizz? <laughs> like, are they just rebuilding the original blizz is that what's going on here i and mean one like can it. hope <laughs> one can hope let's finish it off with some lore or lies and call it a day remember lore or lies is brought to you by our resident lore keeper lil missy you can follow her on twitter right there l-i-l-m-i-s-s-y 4205 she had a lot going on with family this week, so no Lore or Lies segment itself. But I did want to give you the answer to last week's Lore or Lies. The lie was in the third statement. The truth is the aspirant Thales pleads with the Maw Walker to not harm it. He hopes to find a way to still save them. In the meantime, the construct is used to rampage and destroy the House of Constructs forces as well as taking out Baron Halls. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's just typing in the show notes as we finish up here. Uh, <laughs> Missy will be back next week with three factoids from our storyline of Shadowlands, one of which will be false. And you will have to tell us in the comments below 
which is which. But chat, don't go anywhere after this show. We're going straight to a live stream after 30-second blackout to relabel everything. And coming up next, Mr. Jason Winter. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well, but how are you doing? Because we both canceled we canceled gaming gumbo last week in case our vaccine shots turned out poorly and I, I thank I was you fine. For, I thank you for asking. I got my second vaccine Saturday morning. I had a little, you know, arm sore at the injection site, yeah. just like the yeah. first shot. Uh the rest of Saturday I was fine. Sunday I was more lethargic than normal. I was just like mm -hmm. I felt run down, just tired. I felt like that on Saturday too, but I thought it was just because I got bad sleep because of some other things I had going on. But yeah, I could have done, done a show Saturday night. I would have been okay for that. But yeah, but. I could. I would have been fine Saturday night too. And we both thought we would be. We just canceled it mm -hmm. just in case because you know let's cancel a week ahead rather than twenty minutes ahead. But yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, thank you for asking, sir. And I'm glad you you were fine too. I was just tired Sunday, and that was it. Uh, so was my mm -hmm. my son. So everybody in my house has now been fully vaccinated except for my daughter who got her first shot this Saturday since they had just lowered the age restriction on Pfizer. So three weeks from now, everybody in this house will be vaccinated. Excellent. I'll come over visit sleep on her couch. There you go. What the hell are you playing tonight, though? I'm going to go back into Enzona World Apart. That was the post-apocalyptic oh, wow. yeah, city yeah. builder that I played a while back. Yeah. They, uh, they actually fully launched when I played it before it was in beta or early access or whatever they were calling it. A little better now. They they, they they tightened up a few things, made it a little easier to follow some things. And I got pro tips from our good friend, Mr. Mike B. He's like a end zone wizard. He's like an end zone pro player, basically. He's got like <laughs> 30 videos on the game. So Nice. He gave, us some, he gave us some tips. Chad, if you want to hang out with Jason and check out AKA Mike B's pro tips, uh, <laughs> then just hang tight. We'll, after post show here, go dark for 20 or 30 seconds so we can relabel Twitch for you. And Jason will be live. If you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, or on readycheckradio.com, consider making the live show sometime and hanging out for the streams after the show. Of course, we will be back next week with another Snowbound, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, Indy, where can everybody find you? You guys can find me at Indy Garona on Twitch, Twitter, uh, Insta. I'm starting the TikTok thing, but please don't hold me to that because I don't know how to TikTok, so... Mainly just Twitch. Um, I heal things in World of Warcraft most of the time. Most of the time. Zista. Fun me places. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> ITS Zista on Twitter. <laughs> and then he'll link the rest from there. My name's Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man 1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio. R-A-I-D. Like your raid. E-O over on Twitter so that you know when we're going live with what shows and what we'll be talking about. Until next week, gang, stay safe. We'll see you out on the servers. Later. Places. That's right. Next week, everywhere.